0: Welcome to episode 30 of Material Podcast, a show about the Google and Android universe hosted on the Relay FM network. This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode. I'm one of your hosts, Yasmeen Evian, and joining me as always, my wonderful co-hosts, Andy Nako and Russell Ivanovich. Hello, friends.
1: I do feel full full of wonder today. That was very (laughs) astute. Well, I I have a complaint. I'm on the party boat for our 30th birthday party, which I was led to believe was a big deal, and I was led to believe you'd both be here. Um, and you're not, so I'm on this boat all by myself.
0: Australia never uh, mailed us our tickets. I was like, "What's going on?" We're fine. We, I thought we were talking to the
1: tourism. <laughs> I thought thirty was a big deal for you guys, but uh, obviously it's not. So that that's fine. We can we can continue.
2: Is there like a? Is, I know that in some cultures, like sixteen is like a big like three family like rent of UFW hall event. Is it, is there something like that for thirty? Would we have to like say it in a different language in order to be able to again drink with abandon and get cars to drive us home? So
1: in Australia, you get to drink when you're 18. That's because we are uh, we are crazy about alcohol, apparently. And uh, you basically drink for every birthday after that. So the 30th is a is a big one. Is it is it not in the US? Is that is that not a thing?
0: I think the only uh, family members that I've had that reached the 30th is actually it's like they don't want to celebrate their <gasps> birthday. They're like, oh no, I've reached 30th, and I'm like, you know what? Embrace it. I heard 30 is a great year and it's a great time uh, in your adulthood. So I think it's a celebration. Every birthday is a
1: celebration. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've I've already turned 30. I'm going to put that out there and I'm I'm still alive and I'm still healthy, so... (laughs)
2: Well, I mean, now, see, I, I, okay, I'm in, I'm in my 40s, and I was, I was listening, okay, and I, I was listening to, like, you did, a, you did, a, a, Russell did a great guest appearance on a podcast recently, and I listened to like the entire thing, and he said such nice things about Yasmin and myself, and I was, I was blushing, I'm sure that Yasmin was blushing at the nice things that were being said, uh, But I, I have to say, I, I wasn't offended, but I said, oh, okay, so I, in the, in the, the generic layout of this, I'm like the respected grandfather of the group. they <laughs> journalistic responsibility and then there are these two people who are much younger than i am <laughs> who are bringing the youthful the Russell didn't say this but i'm like I'm, I'm filling in the gaps with my own instinct sincerity so i'm the guy who's who's driving the sensible car you're the you're the freely free loving free uh, freewheeling uh, people who are innovating and i'm just okay that's fine
0: i you know, I, I I'm still very listen, liberal in my too. thinking. You know, <laughs> I also listened to that podcast, and of course, I was blushing because the the person that was interviewing you, Russell, was you know was he was like such an Andy fan. He was like gushing <laughs> over Andy. He was like, "I love Andy. I love Andy." I, mean, I don't think he was actually saying that, but he, and then but he said something that he was like, "In Yasmin is becoming a favorite mine of mine as well," and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like it's just uh, <laughs> you you nerd out. You kind of uh, when you get that, <laughs> you hear that, and it feels pretty great. We made but, you know, some yeah, sort of impression bone. on somebody.
2: Oh my God, I didn't <laughs> exactly. think that was happening. Like,
0: ah! <laughs> exactly. But I do have a bone to pick with you, Russell. I was called different. You said you wanted someone different, and I kind of want to know what that means. <laughs> well, you know, all
1: right. I have I have two confessions here. So actually three confessions. So the, the podcast name is the Podcast Digest. It's it's episode um, seventy five. If you if you Google that, you'll come across it. So the first confession is I have no idea what I said on this show. It was recorded a, a few weeks ago. I honestly, <laughs> honestly can't. You remember. were drunk, hope, of course. You're you're thirty. I hope it. Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm over thirty. That these things happen. the The second confession <laughs> is I assumed both of you to be too busy to to listen. To this, so I'm I'm sitting here shocked that uh, either of you have listened, and the last one that Yasmin is I, I don't remember the context, but I, I do I do remember the only thing I said about the show, which was that when Mike and I were originally planning it, we were trying to pick out these archetypes. Is that what you call them? I don't want to call them stereotypes because we we haven't tried to pigeonhole you two, but we did want our, our you know a respectable you know reporter who worked for some kind of online publication or newspaper or something and and we found Andy and Andy is awesome and then we did want some massive Android fan you know someone who perhaps you know get get some slack socks from the the slack team and then doesn't doesn't take them out of the box by the way um (laughs) um, Monica who works here at Shifty Jelly saw that picture and she is insanely jealous that she does not have those socks she's like I want those
0: socks and I can't wear them because they're one of a kind I yes Monica, we connect, we understand each other.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, it it was a fun show. I, I do remember recording some bits of it. I don't remember everything I said, but uh yeah. I, the Dan, I think, who hosts it, I think that was his name. If it's not uh not Dan can come out and slap me over the interwebs, but um yeah, he he's a huge <laughs> fan of, of both of you guys. He um he, he gushed about you both in, in the pre show, which which I don't think that probably made it out into the actual show. But
2: I, I think that given that we uh, that uh, Russell uh, and Dan spends so much time saying nice things about us. We should spend at least part of the show saying nice <laughs> things about Russell. And as your, your, your contributions to the show are – we could talk for 30 minutes. But the, if I'm going to be completely honest, I want to be, I want the, the <laughs> sincerity and the joy in my voice and the gratitude to come all across the strongest. And for me, that has to be, Russell, God bless. Bless you for doing all of the editing on this show. <laughs> yes. I could not, I could not, I couldn't. I, 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 it's hard enough for me to simply give you my file within 30 minutes. But if it was like up to me to not only just simply just to assemble it, let alone cut out the stuff that is just us having a lot of fun at at, at the expense of of the patience of our listeners, it would be about one show every six weeks. So again, your, 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 your experience, your intelligence, your wit, your lovely accent, those are all great too. But as a selfish thing, God bless you for not making me do any editing whatsoever on these files.
0: Yeah, as many of you know, that Russell does our editing, and without him, like our show would probably be really, really terrible <laughs> because uh, he edits out the parts, you know, that kind of make it all flow and, and all that. No, Russell Ru- Russell is a great human being. So thanks, Russell, for having yeah, what, us on the show. What, what, what you, you don't really try. don't
1: know is I'm a terrible <laughs> human being, and I, I just do the editing for the control. So I have control of exactly what is broadcast about this show. You get final
2: cut. You know, you, Russell, but, you can have control. I'd much rather have those extra seven and a half hours in my week. <laughs>
0: Yeah, if, you want, exactly. if you want more more
2: control, I'll take 10 and a half hours. That's fine.
0: But um, one thing that was really interesting in listening to the interview was kind of the beginnings of material podcasts because – I've, I've shared like the beginning um, from my point of view with uh, Aileen from Less Than or Equal, who's also on the Relay FM network. And so I kind of shared from my perspective of what it was like for Russell to reach out to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, has like Russell even heard anything I've done? Like who, who <laughs> and what is he getting himself into, you know? Um, and it was cool to hear it from your perspective, Russell, because you were the one that was actually talking to Mike and it was kind of the, the beginning of the podcast of what it came to be. And you were the main force behind be- getting all of us to Together And like you said in the podcast, the first episode zero was like friends meeting each other for the first time. And it was awkward. (laughs) And that's really what was happening. Because before that, we had maybe a five minute Skype conversation with Mike before we recorded episode zero. So it really was a bunch of strangers who've never met ever before, except for I met Russell for like 15 minutes at Google I.O., and that was it. And then we were all just getting to know each other. So uh, it's pretty amazing, I think, what we've done in 30 episodes. Um, I, I'm really happy for material and, like, what the future holds for us. I mean, I think we've interviewed a lot of great Google, uh, people from Google, including Matias Duarte, which was always really fun. Um, so I'm excited for the future of material and just where it's going.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And in fact, I have a I have a funny listener story to to add to this. So it, this is the thing: like when you do a podcast like this, you you assume no one tunes in. I don't know why that is. I, I think that's just a a self deprecation type thing. I mean, I mean, we see the download numbers. It's not like we don't have access to the stats. So somewhere out there, there are podcast clients downloading the show, and we do get tweets from people. I'm like, they they look like real people. So anyway, yesterday um, I'm enjoying myself. Australia Day is is coming to a close. Um, I fire up one of my favourite sort of casual games, Rocket League, which I like to to play from time to time, and uh, I'm just playing on there. I'm, I I miss the whole cool factor on some of these services. So on Steam, I'm actually signed up as my actual username, like it's a bit obvious. I'm not like you know funny Smurf 24 or anything like that, which which I should have been in hindsight. Anyway, I'm, I'm playing Rocket League, and this person just just butts in in the middle of the game that there because there's a chat interface in there. They're like, "Are you are you that Russell from Material Podcast?" I'm like. M- M- maybe, maybe, and then and then this person was just like, I don't know whether it was a guy or a girl. They're just backwards, backwards and forwards, just asking me about the show. And massive follow up, they did think you were saying immaterial, Yasmin. I double M.
0: Uh, how funny! That is so awesome. Yeah. It's like-
1: so I think that might actually push camp immaterial. <laughs> uh, over Dude, we're, edge. we're in the in the back channel.
2: Like we're for the past couple of weeks, we've been discussing. Uh, we, we definitely want to have some sort of a T shirt out for Google I O. And we've been kicking ideas back and forth. And I th- I just came up with a, a, a fourth candidate, which is just stay in material, but we will cross out the N and scribble out an M and scribble that out again and put an N over it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'd be perfect. Yes. Uh, if only you could see the back channels of this uh, T-shirt that is being built. If it's only you could like see re- the, the brilliant <laughs> ideas
2: that are being sketched and Actually, posted. Yes, Just absolutely gorgeous. I'm very
0: impressed with your skills, Andy. <laughs> I was like, wow, is Andy going to be a designer? Is that like what he's hoping to be? You know, it's great stuff. No, I'm, I'm, I'm,
2: reliving, I'm reliving my days with the Boston Computer Society Mac group Uh, because I wasn't necessarily one of the organizers, but, you know, it's a user group, so people fall into the roles that they like, and I usually wound up designing the t-shirts for all of our uh, Macworld Expos and stuff like that. Uh, My best one was when I doctored the famous photo of Lee Harvey Oswald being shot by Oswald uh, being shot by Jack Ruby, only it looked like he was recoiling in horror because uh, Ruby was shoving a Windows 3.1 installation guide at him. Uh, so, this is so the, the idea of designing <laughs> another t shirt is like, okay, I will I can. Rest. Russell and Yasmin are like, well, let's do, here's some simple ideas. It'll be very easy for us to execute. We'll definitely have a time for Google I. I was like, well, what if we have a map of Australia and I've got these fonts here? And actually, what if we do like handwriting? Like, we're both putting notes on this thing. And there are a lot of thoughtful <laughs> nods. There's, a, there's an emoji that says, we'll just wait for for, for the kid to... He's, the kid has had too much fudge. He'll, he'll, he'll run in circles around the carpet. Then when he passes out, we'll put him to bed and then get the living room oh, clean. Oh,
1: I, I just had a brilliant idea. You know, you know how occasionally... Actually, this probably doesn't come across. I only get this in the edit. Sometimes Andy and Yasmin like to sabotage the edits by, by throwing words in there that I have to remove or you know, just doing things that I have to edit out. I'm going to sabotage this design process. Listeners... If you're out there and you want to contact us via email or Twitter, you want to send us some t-shirt designs that you think would look amazing, you should totally do that. I just want to see them because I just want to see that flow into the design process and Andy and Yasmin just to, you know, their heads are just going to explode because there'll be so many different ideas. So send those in, (laughs) do it.
0: So I have a really uh, funny story about the Chromecast audio. So as many of you know, that when the Chromecast audio was first announced that I wasn't really on board with it. Like I thought it was a cool idea, but I didn't really see use of it. I was like, you know what? My best sound system is connected to my TV and I already have a Chromecast that that plays the the audio and the visual. So I don't really need Chromecast audio, like that, that's fine. But over the holidays, I was at a white elephant party and one of the gifts that you could win was a Chromecast audio. So our family won a Chromecast audio and we've had it in our house uh, for over a month now. And I've actually learned to fall in love with it. So we hooked up an old uh, speaker system in our back room and instead of having to plug our phone in to listen to music, we just have the Chromecast audio so we can just, you know, fling stuff to the Chromecast audio and it plays which, is, uh, which has been a great thing to to control the music. Well, last night I was watching YouTube uh, music videos, you know, just enjoying my time, relaxing on the couch. And then out of nowhere, I just hear this, never going to give you up, <laughs> never going to let you down. Actually, and if we my keep, if we, if we keep
2: singing Ru- that, Russell will have to pay the licensing fees. <laughs> We're no strangers to love. <laughs> you know I mean? So am I I just want to tell you How I'm feeling I want to help you Understand Yes, me. Never gonna leave you give. up Never gonna let you die Never gonna run around And hurt you Never gonna let you cry Never gonna say goodbye Never gonna tell a lie Never gonna give Never gonna just give Keep you up <laughs> never gonna give, never gonna give. This
0: is wonderful. <laughs> Oh, you gotta leave that in there, Russell. That was I was gonna say here Russell, you gotta you gotta Rickroll our listeners, but you know, this is perfect. Andy did it. So yes, my husband had Rickrolled me via the Chromecast audio. And so he was outside uh fixing the car and I just hear this and I just start laughing. And then he starts playing Gunther. I don't know if you know the the artist <laughs> Gunther. Yeah, okay, so Andy knows who Gunther is and it's uh yeah, you don't worry, Russell, you're not missing out. It's like this artist who is just um <laughs> he's He's a funny. He's a funny character. Let's just <laughs> leave it at that. Maybe there's some other Gunther. Oh, you touch my tra la la. Hmm, my ding ding dong. So he starts playing Gunther, and then. He starts to Chromecast his screen onto the living room Chromecast, and he's singing to me the Gunther lyrics because he has his camera on so he's like, I can see him visually. So Gunther is being Chromecasted via the Chromecast audio. And then via his uh, face is being Chromecasted on the Chromecast visual. And it was just, I was just laughing hysterically. I was like, where is my husband? He is just completely trolling me via Chromecast. And I don't (laughs) know where he is. So if you are wondering if those $35 are worth it, I think Rickrolling people it's totally worth And if out. you're on
1: the Google Cast teams, then, you know, you, you've reached uh, Nirvana, I think. This is how you've always wanted your, your products to be used. You can <laughs> use them simultaneously, and they, they bring people joy. I mean, what, what more do you want? Well, the uh,
2: a couple of quick news before we go into a commercial. Uh, all of you guys were having too much fun and like you know I know we can have some fun knowing that you know Yasmin and I don't have to do any editing but even we have some <laughs> humanity here <laughs> Also, we, Russell can't fly out here easily and hurt us, but he can just go into his backyard, scoop up anything with between six and 19 legs and put in a box and mail it. So yeah, those things are hardy. We if should. you put
1: enough of them in a box, they'll feed off each other until only the alpha animal is left.
2: <laughs> That's
1: how you make even stronger and more poisonous things in Australia. <laughs>
2: You put, you put these things on an island. They say, well, we can't swim and kill other things. Let's just kill each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, there are so, some uh, news that's actually a little bit of also a bit of personal news. You've heard us say nice things about the Nexus 5X and the 6P. Uh, so if you, have, there's, if you have been on the fence about buying one, I'm going to give you one thing that will make you eager to get one right now. I'm hoping that you will not be buying it. While we, I say this, these things, because I'll also give you a reason to at least think about it a little bit more. Uh, another price drop on the 5X. Uh, now the uh, minimum uh, configuration is 2.99. Uh, it's a little bit unclear whether that's a permanent price drop or just a way to trick uh, people into thinking that. Oh, you know what my spouse or significant other wants? Not flowers, not candy, not a night out, not a week of respect and no judgments and or jewelry they want a phone and not just a phone but a phone that's not necessarily a luxury phone they want a uh, the lesser of the two nexus phones uh, so that might be just a a, a valentine's day promotion also they've uh, cut some dollars off of the 6p as well uh you can even get the uh new uh, the new gold one uh for 50 dollars down from this regular one so that's a uh, uh, let's see. According, according to this link, which I'm following, uh, you can also get the 64 gigabyte model for 50 bucks off. Uh, uh, that's down to 549. I'm seeing here, but that's an online link. Uh, but either way, there is a way to get 50 bucks off that stuff. So again, uh, I I like both those phones. I've been using both of those phones. I bought one of those phones because uh, again, my policy is I don't use loaners for like real personal stuff after the review is done. Um, However, number one, I miffed because, of course, I bought the 5X during the holiday sale, which was, I think, still about $20 more than this current price now. So I I I don't wish I would waited three months because I would have been uh, deleted from the delight of three months of Nexus Good. But now here's a more serious problem. Now that I've – there's a difference between I, – I try to test these things super thoroughly, but – There's going to be a difference between using it every single day, not just for a couple of weeks, but over a month and in every single situation and truly relying it as as your only one and only phone. Uh, And Android has a tendency to develop uh, some crud in a way that iPhones tend not to. And I've been noticing over the past week and a half that while the performance of my 5X, my 64 gig 5X is still very good. Performance of a couple things like the phone, uh, like the camera, is terrible. It's starting to get so bad where I will launch the I will launch the app and it will take like several seconds for it to, to launch and be ready to take a picture. And then I will tap the shutter button and nothing will happen. And then I'll lower it and then we'll suddenly take a picture after five or six seconds. I'll get a picture of either my shoes or my scowling and looking at it to see if there's something blocking whatever. Uh, and uh, shot to shot time is now really super low. Excuse me, super, super long. Uh, and it's just becoming a really frustrating experience. Uh, I've done things like clear. Oftentimes if you're having a problem with a specific app, you can go into settings, go into applications, select the app, and then clear out the application memory for that. It's because sometimes there will be like bad data in the cache and that will it's, – it's sort of like rebooting, not the whole phone, but just sort of rebooting everything that uh, everything that uh, that app might have, have that's uh, causing a, a cruddy behavior. And that's sort of fixed it a little bit. Uh, but hasn't really hasn't given me back the performance that I really really want. Uh, the second problem, and this affects the 5X and the 6P, is that uh, exposure compensation is broken. It's broken. It's borked. It does not work. Uh, it's supposed to work. It was uh, announced as something. It's something that uh, the Sony sensor is supposed to support. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you go to a lot of third-party camera apps, they'll have a table of all the features that their apps uh, support, and does this model support it, and then we'll say that both the Nexus phones, yes, of course, we we support uh, bracketing and manual exposure compensation, and it actually doesn't work. You use that feature, it thinks it's working, but it just takes two or three copies of the exact same picture. So I've been talking with developers, a lot of these apps, and it turns out that there is a, uh, pro- they uh, that Google has had a problem with uh, exposure calibration on these phones and as such they have deleted that feature they've disabled it so mm-hmm. none of these apps are able to actually do proper exposure compensation i've talked to google about it and on the record uh, they've given me that those things that look lovely when embroidered on a pillow as far as phrases go saying where is their exposure compensation is one of many features that we are considering impl- implementing on this device in the near near or far future although we have no announced uh, plans so far so okay yeah 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 uh, but yeah, apparently it's a, a problem they're having with calibrating. Uh, the uh, camera fv uh, five uh, app has fixed it by getting so frustrated that they wrote their own version of exposure compensation. Uh, the only so that that app uh, actually works. It's one of my favorite uh, SLR style camera apps for Android. Uh, so that one will give you exposure bracketing. That will give you manual exposure. You know because sometimes you you take a picture and it's a little bit too dark. You just want to just like, just make this a little bit brighter, uh, and and make that happen. Uh, however. Uh, The only expense there is that it can't give you live preview of the exposure changes that you're making. So you kind of have to trust to luck. But a serious disappointment uh, really for me. I don't know if it's such a disappointment that I would stop using my Nexus. I will say that uh, I I still have uh, Google's uh, loaner. So I've taken that out of storage. I've re, re uh, reset it to a factory reset. It. I'm gonna try ca- walking around with that to see maybe if it's just that I've got over too many apps on it. Because the one of the key differences, there are two differences between the 6P and the 5X. One of them is of course the uh, 6P has a much more pro- powerful processor. But another thing is that the 5X has much less application RAM available. So I'm wondering if it's just having a problem sw- when it's trying to do something as big as capturing 12 mega, uh, megapixels of data. It's having problems getting that data shuffled around. Uh, So uh, at minimum, I might wind up having to, depending on how my experiments go, I might wind up actually selling or returning this one and getting a 6P because uh, I love photography and there's nothing less, I would much rather have a terrible eight megapixel picture from my iPhone 4 uh, that instantly turns on and instantly gets the picture than a beautiful 12 megapixel image of a spot where a squirrel once was because in the time that it took that camera to take a picture (laughs) that that squirrel has had babies three times over and been killed by car
0: and andy my my husband has a 5x and he has had issues with the camera as well like our phones were perfect so i have the 6p and he has the 5x and after the 6.0.1 update our phones are so slow and unresponsive. Like there's just this lag. And especially with the 5X with the camera. Uh, you know, mine, I, when I launch the camera, sometimes there is a lag. But there is some lag from the other things. But I was watching him trying to take a picture of something. He turned on the camera and there was this like giant lag. And then he captured the image, but it actually didn't even save into his like photos. And I was like, what? Like what just happened here? Like that is that is not good. And you like the phone that my husband had before this was the Nexus four. So he he has he had a pretty old phone, and he never had issues with it. So now he's kind of like, what happened, man, this update just really destroyed my phone. So yeah, there is definitely a problem there. Um, And I'm having an issue with my 6P, you know, becoming slow and unresponsive. I posted it on Twitter. And some people were like, you know, I haven't had any issues. I know Russell hasn't had any issues. And other people were like, You know, what are you doing with your phone? And I guess maybe me and my husband just phone too hard. (laughs) I don't know. You're you're (laughs) phoning it
1: wrong. No, I have heard uh, anecdotally, I've seen a lot of um, different websites cover this, that apparently there is issues with the 5X and the six point oh one update. For some reason, the... There's something in there that's just been like, you know, destroying that phone. I, I have a 6P and for some reason I actually have a newer build of 601 than than most other people. I don't know why that is. I'm not on any sort ah. of insider program or anything weird like that. But mine has been perfect. So I, as you know, like we had the the great 6P race that, that I won. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, so I've had the 6P the longest, technically, as me and mine mine has been flawless. So I, I do the thing where you double-click the, the power button to launch the camera. If you didn't know about that and you have a 6P, you got to try it. Yeah. And mine mine launches instantly. I take photos instantly. Too. I'm not super familiar with, with photography concepts, so I'm not exactly even sure what exposure compensation is, but I know I can do the thing where, you know, in the stock camera you can tap on, let's say if someone's near a window um, and they're all dark, you tap on their face and their, their face goes light and the window goes darker. So that... That part is working for me. That could be a, a software thing. I'm, yeah. I'm not really sure, but
2: yeah, that's it's that's based on the built-in camera app, uh, and that's fine. It's it's uh, I guess part of it. Part of the problem is that now the image sensors that uh, the components that Sony is shipping are so good that now people like me are really thinking, how can I? I really want to start using this like a camera, uh, and one of the things is if you haven't tried bracketing exposures, uh, it's just such a Easy, dead, dumb, simple way to come home with enough data to make really fantastic pictures uh, because if you don't know what this technique is, you just set the, a mode to whatever your camera is or the, if your camera app supports this, not supported by the built-in Android uh, camera app. But it will take it. will take the, the correct exposure but then overexpose it by a little, then underexpose it by a little with the idea that if there is something that's, let's say, white-colored on the table... If the the highlights won't be blown out, they'll actually the underexposed one will capture some detail in there, and if there's shadows in the background where there's uh, let's say someone's wearing a dark sweater. Uh, but it's like a, a cable knit sweater. That will be a little, the, the overexposed one will show the details in the cable knit sweater. So either A, you can pick among the three, the one that looks better to you because remember a dumb computer is just a dumb computer. It's just doing what algorithms tell it to do. It doesn't have the heart and the passion and the love of the human eye. Uh, but you can also use HDR apps to combine those three images into a really super uh, image that looks almost like something you shot with an SLR. At minimum, it's like, this is something that's supposed to work and it's not working and I would like it to work. <laughs> Uh, so ho- hopefully, uh, hopefully Google will come up with a 6.02. But really, one of the reasons why I love the Nexus phones and why I recommend them is so that if there is a bug, this thing gets addressed and deployed super quickly, as opposed to Samsung or HTC deciding, well, it's only for people who are taking serious pictures. We'll get to it eventually. Hopefully, long after they've bought another phone.
1: <laughs> yeah, and no, no, that 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 that's a fair point, and uh, to. To, to give the other side of it, we d- we did have, I think I mentioned this on the show, we had a bug in Australia when the 6P first launched that, that it basically couldn't connect to the 4GX network here of one of the major <laughs> providers that we had. So one of the, the biggest telecommunication providers in Australia, the second you'd walk on, off like one of their 4GX networks, that'd be it. Like you'd lose all connection and you have to like basically restart all your networking. And I think between Google and Huawei, they fixed that within two weeks, which I think is a pretty good turnaround. You know, I, I wouldn't expect that sort of, speed from a lot of other manufacturers so they have done it in the past so if you're listening google you know you need to get on this this 5x thing because i've definitely heard all over the internet people people are even talking about how to put cyanogen mod um, onto their 5x's and things like that.
0: yeah oh, when terrible. it gets to that point you're like
1: mm, <laughs> come on
0: yeah i really hope they address it like i the 6p out of the box when it was running uh, android 6 it just was smooth and fast and it i loved it so much and after the update it just really got slow and so I really hope that they address this quickly and fix it because I don't want to be frustrated with it. Like it's a brand new uh, phone and it's, gr- and it's great, but like right now I'm like, come on. And I think the battery has even gone down. Like the, the the battery doesn't last me as long. And I don't know if it's the update. I've seen other people complain about it, but everyone's like, we don't really have stats. We just feel like it's not working the way we want it to. Um, so I still, I still think the 5X and 6P are great phones. I just really hope that Google fixes it because there are just some issues that we really need to take care of.
2: Yeah. I mean, for, now, I, I think I mentioned before, uh, earlier like in previous shows, about my, my, my sterling ethics policy of not using devices that I don't, after the review is over. Some, there's some weasel room in that a little bit. And it's like, <laughs> okay, well, Andy, you did buy a Nexus phone. So, if you wind up using the loaner 6P, six P six six P for a month and a half just to wait to see if they release the update before you buy your own, that's okay. I'm learning more about the differences between the six P and the five X, aren't I? So this is this is this is why I don't I don't like I will never commit to like a specific ethics policy like on my site or someplace. Not because I don't have <laughs> ethics, but because I, I'm every time I every time I see someone who works under an ethics policy. They will do something unethical and then claim it was ethical because, see, look, I have an ethics policy and I didn't violate it, as opposed to my way, which is I, what I do, I will do for the benefit of my readers and not for myself. There will be some wiggle room there, but if it passes, I, I, will, I will always put everything up to the smell test and hopefully – and I will not do anything that for me does not pass the smell test. And I don't want to have to no, buy Andy. a new a, a 6P Susan, tomorrow for, <laughs> just for speculative reasons.
0: That's the beauty of being in the line of business that we are. We just get to, you know, swim and all the free stuff. That's just, you exactly. just increase it. I, should, I, should, I
2: mean, <laughs> had I known that this, this, that the, this YouTube thing was going to happen, you know, where it's just, just wait, just sit there and wait for gaily covered packages from Intel and all these manufacturers. Because not only, not only are they going to send you free phones, but they're going to send you every free, free phone plus some free phones to give to your readers who are going to keep coming back to your site to get the free phones. And it's not just enough they're going to give you the free phone. They're going to make some custom packaging where, look, it looks like a bomb disposal unit thing. Here's, the, here's your free bomb disposal unit hat and, and coat. And they were, we made this big computerized thing that looks like a digital egg opening so you, can, and you don't have to send that back Either we'll fly you someplace, put you up in a first-class hotel because all you have to do is simply say that it's okay. I'm not a journalist. I'm just
1: some guy on YouTube who's making
2: eight <laughs> Actually, times more than this, some journalist. This that-
1: used to be the case for developers as well because if you remember the Nexus 6, I don't know if you, you've you put that one out of your mind. Yeah. The yeah, yeah. so here. we worked on some pre-release programs with Google. Like I won't say which ones. And every time they'd send us a build, they're like, ah, it's too hard to send a build to Australia. they just mail us a phone. And so they'd mail us Nexus 6s. They'd mail us Nexus 5s like they were going out of fashion. Now that they've finally made you know two good phones in the 6P and 5X, guess how many of those we've got for free? Zero. So the, <laughs> Zero. there is an actual <laughs> downside to Google finally making good phones is that uh, I no longer get any for free. And this, this makes me very sad. So th- I do have a solution for you, Andy. So I think it's all right. Ethically, it's fine if you want to use the Google phone for a little while. But eventually, you know, if if you want to stick by the Andy, do the right thing ethics policy, you're going to need to buy a 6P. And that is why, ladies and gentlemen, our show has sponsors. And today's show is brought to you by Linode. Uh, Linode is a combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across eight data centers around the world, which makes Linode a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure. You can get a server up and running in under a minute, with plans starting at just $10 a month. Now, the good thing about Linode is you can choose your resources. So you can choose which Linux distro um, you prefer to run. You can choose where your particular node is located in in their manager tool. And once you're up and running, if you decide, oh, you know, I wish I wasn't in this data center, I want to be closer to my customers over here, you can just shut down your machine, move it to another data center. It's really easy. They have an amazing admin area for that thing. Um, so Linode's servers offer industry-leading native SSD storage, which makes a huge difference. Like, I don't know if you've ever looked into the difference between SSD drives and normal, uh, you know, spinning hard drives. Even the server, you know, 10,000 RPM, you know, fancy spinning disk, SSDs just blow them away. They run powerful Intel E5 processors, which are basically the fastest things you can get, you know, in the cloud market. Um, you've got access to a 40 gigabit network and you've got multiple levels of redundancy as well. And they have also APIs that allow you to, you know, automate various tasks you might want to do, you know, with custom applications in the cloud and that sort of thing. And the good thing about um, Linode's pricing is they have a, a fixed price thing. So you can sign up, let's say, for a $10 um, a month Linode. You can have a $20 a month Linode, you know, $40 that the plan's got from there. It's it's capped. It's not like some of the other services where you're like, oh, I've used too much CPU and now I'm up for $3,000, you know. If you're on a, a $10 plan, you'll only get charged $10. The other cool thing is, if you shut it down for like a week, you're like, oh, we don't need it for this week, then you won't pay the full $10. You know, you'll pay whatever the difference is between those two. So, Linode has 400,000 customers who are serviced by their 24-7 support team, and they're even open over holidays, which is a huge thing. You know, if, if you're running servers in a data center, you don't want all the employees to, to go away for like, you know, what's, what do you guys have? The 4th of July or something like that, whatever the American holidays are.
0: It's my birthday, <laughs> my birthday. And
1: the, the other cool thing about Linode, and this is why I gush about them a lot, is we use them for all our backend infrastructure, you know, for things like Pocket Cast and, and our weather app. And they are constantly improving their infrastructure. So recently they switched from a technology called Zen to a technology called KVM. And all you really need to know is that resulted in a 300% increase in a lot of performance benchmarks, which is a free performance. Yeah, always a good thing. So the, the other thing about Linode, which is interesting, is that Everyone I've told about the service who's tried it has ended up sticking to it. Like we've been with them for oh, I reckon a good four or five years now and the, the amount of things that they just keep rolling out and the, the the solidness of their service is is why we stay. So let me give you some quick things that you might want to do. You might want to run a private Git server, which we funnily enough do. You might want to host a large database, something we do as well. You might want to run your own, own mail server, so something I've never been game to do but, you know, knock yourself out. Um you might want to just, you know, operate powerful applications or, or do anything really. Like you've got dedicated CPU, dedicated RAM, dedicated disk space. You can do whatever you want. So as a listener of the show, you're wondering, do I, do I get some kind of discount here? You do. You go to lino.com L-I-N-O-D-E.com slash material. Um, you'll get $20 towards your first Lino plan. So if you go for the $10 one, that's two free months. Um, you also get a seven-day money-back guarantee, so you've got nothing, nothing to lose there. So again, linode.com slash material, or if you happen to be checking out or you know someone that is that's a listener of the show, material20 is the promo code that you want to use. And we want to thank Linode so much for supporting this show and all of Real AFM.
0: Material20, was there like 19 other materials that sponsored them? <laughs>
1: Oh, I didn't want to tell you about this, Yasmin. But yes, we were number twenty material, like we were number seventy-four in that other podcasting uh, top one hundred that came out. No, it's you get twenty dollars off. So
0: ah, oh, that makes sense. So I think one of our favorite features that we all like to talk about here at Material is Google Now and the ability to have like contextual information given to you without actually having to seek it out or search for it. It just kind of knows what you you're needing and thinking, and it provides that. In last episode, we were talking about how Google. Maps is integrating some of that where it's like, just start driving and it's going to gonna give you some places that it thinks you're going to drive within that Maps app. And you could just keep on driving and not have to worry about that. So like they're really incorporating all this really smart um, stuff that Google is doing into the other apps. And one of the other apps that is really getting a lot of this cool stuff is Inbox by Google. So if any of you don't know what Inbox is, Inbox is a new way to kind of manage your, your email account or your Gmail account. And it's a really nice app on the web on iOS and Android. And so they recently added this update that it's gonna provide you some some information when you're searching. So for instance, if you're looking for your club membership, if you're at a gym and you start typing like gym name and you're trying to find it in your emails because it was emailed to you, it's gonna pop up something like a little card that's gonna tell you your ID number. And it's going to give you that information, like it's pulling this information from your email account, so you don't have to dig it out. It's going to pop it up in a, like a card. And of course, if the card doesn't actually have the information that you need, it's still going to give you the, res- the search results into, in, below it. Uh, so I think this is really, really neat, because so much of our information is being emailed to us from people, right? So it's like, here's, you just logged in, to, you just became a new uh, AMC Theaters, Shout out AMC Theaters, Harkin series, <laughs> Theaters, whatever. Okay, only only our American fans I have no are probably idea <laughs> what yeah you're talking exactly. About, Russell huh? Shaking has said I have no idea. <laughs> so like recently I be, I became an AMC uh, theater and so they like give you rewards and so it was emailed to me the reward card was emailed or emailed to me in the and if I were to search for it on inbox. I wouldn't have to seek that out. Like it would just going to pop up and be like, here's your reward ideas. This what you were looking for. So I think uh, really cool contextual things like that are really cool. Another one that it's doing, it's for reservations that if you're Googling a restaurant that you have a reservation at, it's going to include details about the time and date and also open up a spot for you to get directions to it. So you can just click from there and boom, you're on your way. Um, Another one is purchased items to show you what you previously bought. It's arrival date and a link to track your package and any latest uh, bills. I think this is really cool because it means you don't have to go out and seek for it. Google is already having all this data, and it's making it easier to present that data to you. Yeah,
1: and I I discovered one of these by accident. This is not in the the current uh, feature set that they're rolling out. But I thought for fun, because I use Inbox all the time, I just typed in flights. I was about to go fly somewhere the next day. You just type in the word flights, and I had cards come up that are like, "Hey, this flight tomorrow, this time, this gate." I'm like, "That is cool." So the the more of this they can roll out, I think the better. And you you know you do get some people like, "I don't want anyone reading my email." I, th- I think that's creepy, but I think to have an actual algorithm go through. Um, your inbox where you're right, Yes mean so much of the stuff that I do ends up in my inbox. Everything I sign up for, you know I get flight confirmations there. I get package you know delivery confirmations. The more of that that Google can actually sift through and give me um, useful features from, i'm I'm all for that. you know, go go as far as you can.
2: yeah, I mean, I, I'm nothing nothing about it is that I'm just super impressed with how much uh, Google's investment in this cards interface has paid off. When we first saw it, I think we, we first saw it in the Google Glass interface and it looked like, well, I, I, that's that's a very obvious way to put a, a concise information in a small display. But now we've seen it in so many different Google apps on so many different platforms and so many different form factors. It works on a round watch. It works as a post-it note on a, on a web page. And now it works as a way of deliver of saying this is not the actual email but this is the tech this is information that we have called from this email and are trying to make more useful for you within all these other apps uh, it's just i mean apple did uh, created ios and it's been paying off for them for the for the past five or six years and um, this this one almost makes me think that uh, cards is the same thing for for google
0: and i really love that it works across platform so whether you're on the web or on your phone or on your watch like you're mentioning it doesn't matter like it it doesn't feel like it's out of place like i think if you were to place some of the ios uh, stuff on a on a site you would be like where i'm so confused this doesn't like feel right but they've made it so it works regardless of what you're using it on and i think that's the pure beauty of it
1: yeah i mean you would know yes i mean you're, you're a ux designer by trade but as a developer i look at that and i'm like that's genius because you've got you've got a grouping of information so it groups it you've got a logical separation because there's a you know there's a border around it it's clearly different to the the rest of the info but it's also a really nice way to present the information as well you know you've got all those things in one package, which is kind of rare. You know, sometimes you have these designs that look amazingly pretty. You're like amazing backgrounds, really textured, and you're trying to read some of the data. You're like, no, nah, I can't. <laughs> okay, it looks amazing. Congratulations, but I, I can't sort of get the information. Something about the card interface and you know material design in general just gives you all those things you know wrapped up into one.
2: So what Google take, giveth, uh, Google taketh away. Uh, those of you who've been thinking that google plus its just it's just resting it's pining for the fields it's just a flesh wound it's just a (laughs) flesh wound yeah it's like uh uh, 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 now uh, google play games uh used to use uh, permissions from google plus did it and now google said you know what if you don't if you want to play our games and not be part of google plus we're now cool with it, yeah
1: that. so for any of you that play games on android you used to have this little drop down that, that comes down and you've got your um you know your gamer score and whatever and that used to be tied directly to your google plus profile so if you were one of these holdouts that, that hadn't pressed the button to upgrade your google account to a google plus account you actually couldn't use the service and yeah uh, just the other day google announced that they rolled that back they're like well if you've got a google account that's <laughs> all you need you don't need this google plus thing anymore and we have I tell you, after the the episode that we did, where we were like Google Plus is dead, you know, long live Google Plus. We had a lot of <laughs> listeners write to us that like, no, oh, no, Google Plus is going to be around, you know, forever. And I'm I'm sorry to those listeners, but this this could be another sign that uh, it's it's slowly on its way to to fading out.
0: I don't know if they're ever going to kill it, kill it, but I think they're just trying to think of other ways to me. I don't know, utilize it. It's. It probably will always still be around because I think there is some neat features of it. But I guess if they slowly start building those features into other ways for you to interact with them, then, then yeah, well, I mean, I'm sorry. And, and this is a
1: case where you probably <laughs> didn't really need it. I mean, if you want to play games, a Google account should have been enough in the first place. You know, maybe they got a bit overeager and they're like, well, everyone wants a Google Plus account, and that's where you put your profile picture, and that's where <laughs> you have a thing. So we'll link that to your gamer thing. And you can kind of see them walking you back as a logical thing. It's like, well, People will probably already have a Google account if they use an Android phone. That's probably enough to, you know, friend people and, and everything else. You don't really need the the Google Plus bit.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I'll, get, I'll just say that my sympathies to you if you decided to get a Google Plus tattoo. Uh, <laughs> double double if you had laser surgery to have your Google Wave removed to make to replace it with a Google Plus. Good luck to you on, like, the, the material red circle with a Plus. I, I'm, I'm sure you'll have a winner with that one. Uh <laughs> Other, but there's there's some really cool news that came out of a lawsuit. Uh, it's so hard to get uh, tech companies to tell you the truth about anything. Uh, you do have to sue them. Uh, the uh, The <laughs> private company version of the uh, uh, of the Freedom of Information Act is: uh, if you steal my intellectual property, then I can try to sue you. Uh, and hopefully they'll get far enough into court that I can my, like the court will force you to allow my lawyers to see what you got uh, Oracle is suing Google because they think that in the stampede for them to get Android uh, finished and shipping they stole uh, Java and so uh, if they indeed did that Oracle is suing for uh, part of the profits that, Go- that Android has made and therefore they would need to know how much money Android has made and is making so the couple of interesting Interesting tidbits coming out from there, uh, one of which being that uh, Android, according to court documents, has produced since 2008 $31 billion in sales, uh, and from those sales $22 billion in profit, mostly from uh, ads, search, and licensing to uh, to other uh, uh, hardware manufacturers. Uh, that's not terribly – it seems like a low figure, although it does with end with a B instead of an M, uh, but – it's not terribly surprising if it's low because remember that this is just software apple is making a huge amount of money off of phones but that's of course cuz they are selling huge high margin hardware uh the uh, a lot of apple blogs have been mentioning that uh, uh t- that apple made more money from the iphone in the th- in the third quarter of last year than uh, google has made from android forever uh, but of course those numbers are always really hard to really unpack because uh, the iPhone is nothing but a high-end phone hardware platform, whereas Android is in fifty-dollar phones, it's in free phones, it's in other devices too. Uh, but interesting when you have that sort of perspective. I don't. I don't know if numbers are actually all that relevant, but it's nice to. It, it, those are numbers that uh, Google has been keeping secret. The really big one, though, is that. Now let's let, let me let me paint you the the, the background picture here. That apple Tim Cook uh, CEO has been beating Google and other companies and Facebook on the with a privacy cudgel that we 're not interested we don 't make any money off of our users' personal data we couldn't care less unlike other companies that commoditize you with ads. We are above that you're welcome. And now there's another piece of data that has come out of the lawsuit that Google and Apple, funnily enough, both wanted to suppress, and that's that a few years ago Google paid Apple a billion dollars – that is again with a B – to maintain Google search as the default search engine for iOS devices. Uh, they're also they're also getting now here's the here's the interesting part Apple is also getting a share of revenue from ads that come through Google search uh, it was an offhand comment from someone who's delivering testimony she only mentioned that uh, the 34 percent figure uh, as part of the split she didn't say whether uh, Apple is getting the 34 percent of Google really doesn't matter because you do want to say that Tim, you are making money off of your users' (laughs) data. You are
1: making money off of ads. You're just... Yeah, and just to think, like if Oracle hadn't sued um, Google, we would have never got this information. You know, there's always been speculation, does Android make money? Does it make huge amounts of money? Does it make no money? And the other side has always been, okay, Google is still the default search engine in iOS, despite them, you know, bringing in Apple Maps and, you know, getting rid of the the built-in YouTube app and other things like that. It looked like they were trying to cut google out of their lives and you're like okay but they they do take a billion dollars and they do take a a continued <laughs> cut of ad revenue so so maybe mr cook maybe uh maybe it's not quite as clear cut as like <laughs> no no we we don't do any of that and all we care about is you know selling them great hardware and and we, we're never involved in the ad business so yeah it's interesting <laughs>
0: Well, they're not technically <laughs> involved in the ad business. They're just getting money from it, <laughs> making Google do the dirty work.
1: Yeah, well, that's the other <laughs> interesting thing is like I, just like you have Andy, I've, I've seen um, you know various blogs comparing how much Apple makes from selling the the iPhone uh, compared to like how much Google makes from selling Android. But I, I think an interesting thought experiment is imagine if Google had never made Android. I think they'd be in a much worse position today. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Apple still cut them out of a lot of the the products on the iPhone. And if they had even more leverage over them than, than they do now, they'd be like, "Wow, you want to stay here? It's not one billion; it's seven billion." And it, you know, this is this is the only mobile game <laughs> in town. Like, is is this this really? You really want to be off this platform? Are you sure?
2: Yeah, Apple would be in even worse; would be in poorer shape right now. Uh, because the, I don't think Nokia would have been in a position to. Pick up all the slack, Blackberry was going to was has proven that even if you show them an iPhone and say "Make something like this, people want something like this. <laughs> you can put the ball in their hands and line them up an inch from the in from the end zone and they will still drop back and decide to punt uh, decide to drive the ball instead uh, but uh, it 's uh, as, as much love as I have for for Apple, uh, they have an interesting relationship where the fact that Microsoft and pc manufacturers are around. To make the commodity devices that people can actually afford, and because Samsung and HTC and Google and these other uh, groups of uh, phone companies can make uh, phones that people can actually afford they're free to focus on the high end high quality devices uh, and so if they were in the business of trying to if, if they were forced to sell a two hundred and fifty dollar phone i don't think that I don't think they have they've shown the expertise to design what uh, Motorola has designed with a Moto G. I don't think they could make a superb phone for 189 dollars. I don't think they could make a superb laptop for 250 or 279 dollars like a like a Chromebook. Uh, so it really is uh, a bunch of companies together that create the ecosystem that hopefully everyone can flourish in. Uh, and Google is better for the presence of Apple, and Apple is pre- is uh, better for the presence of, of Google. Although it's this is the, as, some, as someone who spends a lot of time uh, obviously in in the Apple world. The earnings call days is always like the most testing and trying day because there, there, there was a, there was a sketch on the old SCTV where uh, Second City TV uh, show where uh, the the conceit was that for the day like the, the Soviet Union had taken over like their their TV station so for the entire day uh, SCTV was running nothing but Soviet programming and there was a TV show there's a TV show uh, was run by the state in which it's a show called What Else Fits Inside Russia and Dave Thomas like with big bushy about here is India big. country. India now uh, cut out of the map. Now let's see, let's place the map inside the map of Russia. Ha ha ha, ha, ha. Look how much bigger Russia is than India. Ha, ha ha! United States of America, big superpower. Oh look, it barely even covers up on the, the, the the Serbian steps. Ha, ha ha! Puny nation. It's like here's a, here's how many companies that Apple could buy with only one quarter's profit. ha ha ha! ha. All of Motorola they could buy ten times over. It's like this is not making you look good, folks. It's, it's nobody. Nobody cares that like Apple is making enough money to like buy my phone company out three times. If they have made a phone that I would like, then I would happily buy
1: an iPhone. It's not because they're more profitable that I bought. Yeah, this is <laughs> iPhones for you. This is okay. I, I have a huge beef about earnings day, and I, I think this is what Andy is alluding to. I I get that. I, I like Google. I want Google to be in business. I like Apple. I want Apple to be in business, but. I don't know if I want them to make obscene profit, and I'm not sure like why people celebrate this. It's like, yeah, okay, now they get more uh, they get more revenue on every handset sold than ever before. That means I'm paying more for my iPhone. If Google's suddenly making like record profit on something else, that means I'm paying more for this service. Like, I don't, as a consumer, I don't, I don't want to pay more. Like, I understand it's the you know the sports team mentality, and you want your sports team to defeat all other sports teams. But if Apple's making record you know, multi-billion, trillion-dollar profits. That means they're charging you more for every single, you know, iPhone you buy. And I'm like, that's that's not cool. That's, I mean, Apple should celebrate that. Their shareholders should celebrate that. Same thing on the Google side. If Google makes record, by all means. But I, I'm I'm not a shareholder. Like, I'm just a consumer. I, I want the prices to be lower, not higher. <laughs> Stop it. The world is crazy.
0: I guess the beauty with Google making more profits is that they can pursue more brilliant and weird unprofitable ideas.
2: Yeah, and, and also we shouldn't we shouldn't say that you know it's a bad thing for the reason why Apple makes huge profits is because they're hugely successful. It's not because they found a way to, you know, take you know, to convince street urchins to shave their hair and then turn it into some sort of. Uh, super conductive material. They can then sell to the North Koreans or something like that. It's because they make great stuff that people like, and they're really good at selling that sort of stuff. Google too. I mean, they make a. They don't make as much money uh, off of Android as they do with maybe even from their uh, their investment portfolio. I don't know, uh, but uh, they make a lot of money because they're good at what they do. And the great thing is that you know. Google particularly, they can t- they do take a lot of that money, and that gives them the freedom to simply say, here's a really stupid idea, but it's an interesting idea. Let's develop it. We don't know if we're going to make any money off of this. We don't know if we'll ship this as a product, but it's certainly worth investigating. Apple, uh, guys, was, after today's earnings call, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I seem to recall uh, that uh, they're now sitting on something like $217 billion. Again, that's with a B. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, which means that they can almost take the next two or three years off. One line from this earnings, I'm only going to talk – I'm only going to mention this because, again, this isn't an Apple podcast, but just to show you the kind of numbers we're dealing with – uh, obviously this was in, in Apple terms not the most profitable quarter that they, it's profitable but not the most profitable one they had and they were uh, Tim Cook was talking about how a lot of this is simply because of what the financial markets are like that when uh, they have businesses in lots of different countries where their money where uh, that country's money is, is falling uh, that of course affects Apple and he mentioned the difference between the, the amount of money that they, that they lost simply by virtue of the fact that it had nothing to do with anything but the changes in the value of money around the world and uh, the dollar amount was about a billion or two, uh, and he mentioned that this is about the the valuation, entire valuation of a Fortune 500 company. Uh, so. Is, uh the the actual number I just found is two hundred and sixteen billion dollars in cash. It means that they can take a couple of years off if they wanted to and it means that they can do things like they're developing a car project but they haven't announced it they haven't uh, they they haven't committed to it uh and so uh, this week when it was announced that the head of that project has moved on to a different company and there's a rumor that there is now a hiring freeze on new people on that project, it doesn't mean that this project is dead it means that they have enough money and enough time to simply say okay we're going to go in a slightly different direction or the, what we developed over the past couple of years was interesting enough to show us that we should be doing this with this these ideas instead. Uh, you, you want a company that can invest in something that looks stupid in 2007, but in 2016, now everybody is taking pictures with their phones and publishing them to the world, even though no one would ever have asked you to do that in 2005 <laughs> or 2006. All right, Andy.
1: Point, point taken. Making profits is a good thing because it lets them do that sort of stuff. I... Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that.
2: Corporations are blameless, holy creatures, <laughs> Russell.
1: Well, just like the cows in so India. Speaking of the Apple Car project, there, there was one bit of interesting news. This is a real quick tidbit. The GM of Vine has actually gone to work for the Google VR team. So, if if you're not uh-huh. convinced by now that Google is definitely working on VR in a big way, I, I think it's becoming more and more um, obvious by the day. I did see one other um, Tim Tim quote quote Tim Tim Cook quote. Uh, in the in the earnings call, he said we saw a greater number of switches from Android to iPhone than ever in quarter one, and I, I'd love to know where he gets that figure from. If if they don't track users and they don't know how to track this stuff, like how how does he know? And how does he just throw that out? I don't know. Yeah, they've they've never talked about that. Uh, it's uh, there there are a couple of
2: numbers that they've bandied about that they've been able to defend. the, the thing is, it's the earnings call is always super interesting because. Obviously, these executives talk a lot about a different, a lot of different subjects. You can kind of throw away what they say during product rollouts because um, I'll, I don't know if you call it a secret, but it's un, under understood that, uh, like when there were fifteen hundred people uh, in that huge auditorium when they rolled out the iPad Pro, roughly a thousand of those uh, I, I, I seem to remember it as a thousand were actual Apple employees that have been invited in. Uh, there were 250 VIPs uh, and analysts and 250 members of the press. So when you hear this rapturous applause, it's genuine, but it's people who realize that, "Yay, we're definitely going to be employed for the next ten years because we're doing so well." <laughs> As opposed to, "Oh my God, all these stock analysts and press people are so blown away by this, so they can kind of say what they want." But during a during an analyst, co- excuse me, during a during the uh, shareholder call, there are legal uh, repercussions if they say something that is not verifiably true so there can be some there's obviously going to always be some fudge factor but there's going to be some number they can point at that says here's the metric we're using even if and I'm speculating here uh, I'm not even speculating I'm saying as an example of something that I I could take a guess at is they're saying that well we released our uh, our Android store app that helps you switch from Android to iOS and we had 18 downloads of that when it was released two years ago (laughs) and 800 last year and now we've got 2,000
1: downloads of the app so people are
2: switching from Android (laughs) to
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I had a funny thought that it could actually be that app. The the app, funnily enough, that they didn't develop. They just bought off someone, and uh, they okay. d- I don't think they even reskinned it. They just changed a few of the words. In fact, un- up until recently, if you looked in the manifest file for that app, you still found references to the the previous company, you know, that made it. And uh, I, I do wonder if that's their only source. They're <laughs> like, yeah, we have record numbers of downloads for this app, so clearly people are switching. Actually, uh, I mean, speaking of speaking of
2: acquiring apps, like. Um the Apple Music app, I was really pleased with, for Android. I was really pleased with it because it really did look like an Android app. Like I, I'm pretty sure they didn't – I know they didn't buy it from somewhere else. They couldn't. Was, do you know like who did it and like what the backstory was, why it's so good?
1: So from what I understand from um, rumors that I've heard, and none of this has been verified, so I don't know if it's true, but, um, but it's, it's kind of half-bought. So if you remember, Apple bought the company Beats, um, this company actually had Beats Music, which was a product um, that was out there, and they had a an Android team that actually worked on the Android app. You know, they had an Android app, they had an iOS app. By all accounts, it was it was quite a good app on both platforms. That's what I've heard, and I believe that same team was actually brought in into Apple, and that they're they're the ones that um, you know developed the Apple Music app. And there are quite a lot of similarities if you look at the um, the previous Beats app and you compare it to the Apple Music app. But I don't think that was a a reskinning. It wasn't just oh, let's take the, the Beats logo out and let's put the Apple logo in. They they look like they actually did spend, you know, a lot of time on on the app. And it's, you know, as Apple's first, I want to say their first proper, you know, foray into actually developing an Android app is it's quite nice. I think that's the, the thing that, you know, surprised people the most. They're like, oh, you know, when Apple develops an Android app, it's going to have the iOS toolbar down the bottom and it's going to have all the Apple icons. It's like, no, they they actually did a reasonable job of you know the whole material design and how an apple sorry apple how an android app should uh, look and work
2: yeah, I mean the iTunes for Windows looks like <laughs> well, it looks like a dog's dinner, but in technical terms it looks like they basically wrote uh, like a, a an Intel virtual machine for macOS and ran an instance of iTunes inside it. It just doesn't I mean the the great thing about the Music app which pleasantly surprised me is that it looked like it was written by people who not only really understand Android design but actually like and respect it, not someone who felt like okay, I'm sure that when they put me on the Android team, they were showing me out the door. Well, screw them! I've got I've got a baby on the way, and I'm going to keep my health insurance, but I'm going to use this opportunity to tell them I can put up with their crap and still make a beautiful iOS looking Android app.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that definitely. And the thing that shows is the team used the app as well, because the the concern was always that when Amp, Apple was going to make a, an Android app, that they'd make it terrible, just to be like, look, this is the best we could do on Android. Couldn't do any better. It's such a terrible, terrible operating <laughs> system. But clearly the team that built it and the team that's actually driving it, I guess cares about Android, but it's almost like they have to care as well because if they want their music product to be successful, if you want to compete with the you know, the Spotify's of the world and, and overtake them in a big way, then you have to be on the Android platform. You know, you can't be just like, well, you can get it on your iPhone because the iPhone is amazing, but you can't get it on that terrible, terrible Android thing. That If you want a massive music uh, service to be successful, you need to be on both and it's just – it's nice to know that they kind of, you know, put the pride in the back seat and put the the care and respect in the front seat. And I mean that, yeah. I don't know, but do you still use the app? Yes, mean I've I actually had to cancel because my my free month was up. Is are you still on the free service? <laughs>
0: As you remember my last rant about <laughs> Apple Music, uh, no, I, this this week I, me and my family became a Google Play Music family.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still keep uh, no ads on YouTube. I, I still keep the app so I can read the update <laughs> yeah. notes, but I don't actually use it because I don't have a subscription to um to Apple uh,
0: Music. Yeah, I, I from like the actual app wasn't terrible. But there were just some things that it would not, like I've mentioned this a hundred times, it would just not continue playing music. It would just stop and then I would be left musicless. And then I had this other problem when I would connect to my Bluetooth and when I would turn off my car, uh, like in my car, my Bluetooth, I would start playing Apple Music. But when I turned it off, it would just continue playing the Apple Music, like it wouldn't stop it. And so I had this like blaring volume of uh, Apple Music and sometimes it would just automatically connect to my Bluetooth and start playing Apple Music and I like the app wasn't even on and I had to like force shut it down and anyways I'm done with that okay so it's over <laughs> I'm a, you know, I'm just I'm looking forward now I'm just I'm looking to to the future of an Apple Music lifestyle well, I'm just life. I'm
1: just glad we we finally managed to get enough sponsorship <laughs> money through the door that that yes we could stop using the so free thank tier. you sponsors
0: and uh Thank you, uh, membership subscribers. I can now afford a Google Play Music account. No, uh, so we we're using, <laughs> so we're using the family account because my we we were both on like the ninety day trial and our family was like, hey, like I really like this, let's use it. So I'm excited to be on back on Google Play Music. I actually I love the app, but I'm also really excited that I can actually Chromecast it, uh, which is a big thing. Is you know we on Apple Music you can't Chromecast it, so like that's a pretty big deal. And so. I am so happy to be back and just have so much it's so much nicer but I will give them credit I think the Apple Music Android app is actually not terrible just mostly the services so if you are an Apple and you just saw these earnings and you're on the Apple Music team ask for a raise be like please give me more money so I have more incentive to make this a better yeah. experience for people. In this podcast
1: so the <laughs> premier Android podcast Google podcast in the world said my app wasn't terrible it was it was pretty good I did a good job so uh, double double my income you should you should take that to them immediately and also add chromecast support while you're there
2: maybe we should start porting all apple apps and services over to android (laughs) and make promote me to something where i get to put on an expensive shirt and walk out in the middle of the stage and say thanks tim (laughs) apple photos has become in such short amount of time one of the premier systems for acquiring cataloging and improving and sharing photos that's why we're here to announce or <laughs> <laughs> never.
0: as long never as happened. as long as you're not forced to smile in that picture andy i am oh that's a it. deep
1: reference you need to go watch an apple <laughs> keynote to, to get
0: uh... all right I want to thank everyone for listening and tuning in this week uh russell where can people find you or what are you up to tell us what, what's going, been going on this <laughs> side so you Tell us your problems, Russell. What is well, going yesterday on? Yesterday was Australian Day
1: yesterday and I drank a lot. No, I don't feel so good. No, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. It's all good. Um, you can find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter. Um, you can even find me Rusty Shelf on Steam. Like I said, I, I don't, don't friend me or anything because I don't know how that system works. But if you happen to see me there, you know, say hi and say nice things about our podcast. Um, and you can also find my company at ShiftyJelly.com.
0: And Andy, where can people find you and what have you been up to this week?
1: Uh, finishing up a bunch
2: of stuff about Surface Pro. We're trying to get my new uh, Huawei, well, Huawei H-U-A-W-E-I watch uh, review out the door for the Sun SunTimes. Uh, as usual, the expense of reading me is spelling my last name. You can find follow me at Anotco uh, on Twitter. You can also spell my last name into a web browser, i h n is a nancy a t k o dot com and hit my uh, hit my blog and other cool stuff like that. The Russell, could I, should I, I should ask? There's a song from my youth uh, in which we were advised that uh, there were men down under uh, where the beer does flow <laughs> and men chunder. <laughs> So is chundering what you're referring to on the Australian Day thing?
1: Uh, yes. I don't want to go into details about what that means about how I uh, ah, dear. Yeah, but no, 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 no. I, I didn't drink that much. I'm not. I'm not an alcoholic. That, that's, I'm just here to say we just celebrated <laughs> Australia Day um, by having a barbecue and uh, knocking back a few beers with with friends. First Did you put of some of
0: shrimp on the barbie? No, that wasn't. Even I didn't Australian. say that. I, I didn't
1: say that. That was just me. <laughs> I, I have to settle this. I'm beef glad that voice is different for all. I'm happy to promote koalas. You know, jumping out of shipping crates and you know attacking people in America when I send them stuff. Kangaroos, platypuses, or platypie—all good. But we don't, we don't put shrimp on the barbie. I have to end this Australian myth. Uh, we cook steak. We cook hamburgers. We cook sausages. Not a lot of put- people actually take shrimp and put them on a on a barbecue. It's just—it's not a good thing to do. We're a sensible nation, is what I'm trying to say.
2: However, men at work—that was a wonderful band from the eighties. Oh, that was an amazing song. It, tri- it tricked a lot of silly people into buying Vegemite. <laughs> that's amazing. That was—I don't—I don't know if there's any greater bamboozlement that's ever been perpetrated by any musical group. <laughs> maybe when George Harrison convinced teenagers in the '60s
1: to try to learn the sitar, but it would be like ahead by maybe one. Yeah. Point. Well, see, the other thing that happens on Australia Day is a lot of people wait to become Australian citizens, so they have. Um, You know, there's citizenship ceremonies. In fact, I think Philip might have done that. He was formerly of the the Empire, the United Kingdom, but he's now an Australian citizen. And I don't know if I have to revoke my citizenship after this, but I hate, hate, hate Vegemite. I can't stand the time. I'm sorry, Australians... Um, I've let you all down, and Yasmin, you really need to move on. Otherwise, uh, they're going to they're lynch me.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? I'm glad you cleared that up for us that there's no shrimp on the barbie, but I am glad to know that there's still Fosters, and Fosters no, is Australian for beer. No, you don't beer. drink Fosters. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> only, only foreigners drink
1: Fosters <laughs> thinking they're drinking Australian beer. I'm sorry. No
2: listeners, now, I, I Yasmin and I are probably on the same page here we 're watching him on Skype. He has one of those huge cans of Foster's in one hand he 's got like he 's got like vegemite all over his face, and is that a grill in the back and i don 't see burgers there I see he 's perpetrating a fraud against you listeners he 's trying to he 's trying to prevent us from going to Australia and enjoying vegemite and enjoying barbecued shrimp and enjoying huge Wild cans of beer fosters. i don 't think that 's fair.
0: And you can find me at, at Yasmeen Evian on Twitter. Well, I will be fighting Andy and Russell because they're bullying me. No, they probably cut this all out. So you won't even hear it. You won't even hear it. No, I'm kidding. They're they're great co-hosts. And they're they're great. Okay. So you can find us at, at material podcast on Twitter. You can find us on the web at relay.fm forward slash material. And please send us your shirt feedback at materialpodcast at gmail.com. We we'll want to hear from you. Until next time, stay immaterial. <laughs> did I do that fast? Did I, did Which I do one did fast you say enough? that? I don't even know.
2: Keep them, keep them guessing. <laughs>
0: Keeping you on your toes. Drink your Fosters. Put the shrimp on the Barbie. Happy Australian <laughs> Day. Koalas, kangaroos, yay! Oh dear. <laughs>
2: just uh, just 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 for that, just for bringing us all through trouble. <clears throat> wieners, Wieners, bottoms, Wieners, Wieners, <laughs> Wieners, 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 Wieners. You know what?
1: I'm just gonna leave that in. Ha. Bottom, damp, 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 bottom. <laughs>
0: <sighs> uh... Okay